Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Aslam like motherfuckers. Welcome back to Victory Drive. And if you don't know what that means, it is an old Afghan greeting for hello. Welcome, my friends, to the most popular and most entertaining Gun podcast on the air. Yes, that's right. Voted in. Um, it's not real, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Because I don't know if anyone else has claimed it yet. So, yeah, here we are. Victory Drive. Welcome back, everybody. Um, on today's episode, it is just me and my brother. BS. And it's just a beat, good old-fashioned BS episode. We don't really have much of an agenda. We don't. Talk about guns a whole lot. We just kind of... This is the BS episode. We had a lot of fun. Um, we talked a lot of shit. It's, uh, it's Pride Month. And we talked about that for a while. So, <laughs> um, it, was, uh, it, was an, it was a good conversation. But just be prepared. Uh, very explicit. It's uh, we're, this is my brother and I talking shit. Having a good time. So... If you don't like that, then just go ahead and skip on over to the next one uh, next week. Or listen back on the old older episodes, all right? But it's okay to sit down and just have a little fun every once in a while, all right? Just let your hair down and let loose. And really just let your freak flag fly, okay? So, here it is. Jordan and I talking shit, having a good time. If you can't, if you don't like that, then move on, all right? All you guys that stick around and listen, I appreciate you, and you are the best. And a little housekeeping here, um, Victory Drive brought to you, as always, by Grizzly Coolers. Um, Grizzly Coolers, they are a great cooler company, all right? That's pretty much all there is to say about it, but great cooler company. They make great, awesome 100% American-made coolers, hard side coolers right down the street in Decorah, Iowa. 
Um, if you guys haven't even, haven't checked them out, you should definitely give them a look. All right. Yeah. Just on the website, you can tell there's a bunch of different color options to choose from. Just check them out. Give them a look-see. And uh, check out their drinkware, too. Just check out all their stuff on their site. Give them a look before you buy a cooler from somebody else. They are very high-quality, premium, hard-sided, roto-molded coolers. Um, You can check out some of the competitors and look at Grizzly as well. Make sure you put them in the mix. They are... Very fair price for what they are. All right, they're not. They're generally on the cheaper end of the spectrum when it comes to premium hard sided coolers, but the quality is right there with everyone else. Um, just I don't know. I can't say enough great things about them. They support us. They support a wild show like Victory Drive and Working Class Bow Hunter and CC Hunt Files and. Tackle and tacos. Are you kidding me? Come on, guys. Give Grizzly a check, uh, a look out. God bless America. Give Grizzly a look when you're looking for coolers. Um, if they're just outdoors people, just like you and me, um, making some fucking awesome coolers. So uh, check out Grizzly Coolers. And I hope, I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Like I said, my brother and I, we get a little wild on this one. So don't fucking crucify us for what we say. We're just working through. We were working through some scenarios in our heads out loud, just thinking out loud and talking shit while we're doing it. So if you don't like it, sorry. Wait for the next one um, and just enjoy this episode. It's a good BS episode, and I really did enjoy doing. The, I really do enjoy doing these every once in a while, and I think they're good fun. So just go in there with a light open mind and have a good time with it all right and have a good time with us all right i love you guys bye She does not understand. She'll never it's, understand. It's hot as fuck in here, dude. That's when we get talking for a while. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> hot. Hotty toddy, dude. All right. But, yeah, so uh, USPSA. That's in, how do you sign up for that? Have you looked into that yet? You yeah, just go to practice score and fucking. Make an account. Oh, okay. Sign up for it. You can also go down there and just pay day of. You can? Mm-hmm. I thought we looked at it last year and it was full. Yeah, well, if it's full, you're not going to be able to pay at the yeah. door. But, I mean, you can run the risk of not being reserved and go down there and just pay the day of. But True. I don't, if you're making a drive, it would be kind of stupid. Yeah.
Then you just what, sit there and watch? Yeah, fuck that. I just go home. Yeah, like, well, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> but, <clears throat> excuse me. Nice. Yep. Um, wh- what do you have for a holster? <clears throat> um, I don't even know the name brand of it because no. it's just a cheap one. Yeah. I need to get a new holster. I just have a whole, an old fucking cop holster. I don't yeah. even think it's, I don't even think it's legal. Because it has to cover up like half the gun or something. I think, I don't know it's, I think it's legal. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Might be. Might be. Is it right on the edge if it is, but I want to get a new holster, like an actual fucking like decent holster, but shit's expensive, dude. Yeah, it's not cheap. No. So I just got that cheap one. It works just fine. Yeah. All you need is just to pull it out. Right. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess when I say decent one, I mine has the button on it. I don't okay. want a button. Yeah, fuck that. I want to just pull it out without yeah. pushing and then pulling. I think mine's a CompTech. I think that's the brand. Okay. Just get on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. It came in a package deal. It came with uh, three magazine holders and the pistol holster and then the belt. Okay. I think I got the same belt as you and magazine holsters, but mine didn't come with a Oh, never mind. Mine, mine didn't come with a gun, gun holster. I had to buy that separately. Yeah. yeah. I remember now. Okay. It was like a year ago, dude. I know. It was a while ago. So we are going to do USPSA last year, and then we never did. Yeah. And built up that berm out back, so we need to do some more training. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah. We need to come up with a regimen. I know. It's hard. It's kind of fucking tough, dude, with... Uh, your work schedule and mine, I guess you're settled into your new work schedule now though. Pretty well, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. We're usually home. When am I home? Yeah. On the weekdays? Weekday weekends. And weekdays. Weekdays well, are have, later though. I have Sunday they? and Monday off. Yeah. And Saturday I only work till noon. Mm-hmm. And then weekdays you're working till like seven though, right? No, five. Five. <clears throat> Tuesday, Wednesday, th- uh, Tuesday and Wednesdays till five. Thursday is till seven, and then Friday is till five. Okay, <clears throat> it's only one day that I work till seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it'd be cool. It'd be cool to get out there and see what they all do. And I think you, I feel like USPSA is a lot like it's a cheaper way to get into competing than say PRS or like rifle shooting competitions. Oh yeah, for sure. All you yeah. need is a fucking six hundred dollar gun. Yeah, <laughs> like a forty to fifty dollars setup, right? Some ammo, magazines. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, that's one thing. That's right. <clears throat> why I've been getting into handgun shooting a lot lately is just because it's cheaper. Fucking ammo's expensive, dude. I went and shot that three hundred wood mag today, mm-hmm. and I only shot twenty rounds out of it because it's like sixty bucks a fucking box, man. Sixty a box seven. of what? Like fucking fifty? Twenty? Oh shit! Yeah. Like 60, 70 bucks for a box of 20. Yeah, it's expensive. Expensive as hail. When you have to go to a long distance range. Yeah. And the only one we have around here is like an hour away. That's actually decent. Like, um, the one close by that we go to for handguns and stuff a lot, he has, his goes out to 200, but it's kind of tough to get out there and actually shoot it at 200 because the way it's laid out, you know. Fucking people coming in right there and they're like, yeah. oh, hey, we're going to go up and shoot over here. And then you're back there like, hey, I'm trying to shoot back here. <laughs> silent scoping them. Yeah. <laughs> Three and one makes not very silent, though. No. I'm talking about the arcade game, Silent Scope. Oh. 
Yeah, shit. dude, that yeah, that fucking game ruled, man. <laughs> it, did. it was awesome. That was a sweet game. And for the longest time in the Waterloo Mall, there was an, ar- an arcade still up there, and it had all the like the old games like Silent Scope and fucking Tekken Three and shit. Hell yeah, dude! Arcades were the shit. Yeah, kind of miss them. But no, they had like a fucking uh, like a miniature golf setup up there too. It oh, was really? like it's like pitch black inside there, except for like neon lights and shit. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> dude. So, yeah, Silent Scope was the shit though. I played when I was when I was a kid. I used to play all those gun games like Silent Scope and fucking uh, Time Crisis. Time Crisis was awesome. Yeah, game was awesome. The Jurassic Park games were pretty weren't as good, but they were still fun because they had guns on them. Yeah. Whatever happened? Like whatever happened in arcades? Did people just stop going to them, or they just died off? Consoles and PC gaming took over. Oh, yeah, that's true. And you can buy, like, those arcade booths for, like, your house and shit now for relatively cheap, like 300 bucks or so. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, there's still... I don't, I don't feel like... I feel like Silent Go would be more expensive, though. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what happened to arcades. <laughs> I guess uh, it's, like, a prime area for child abduction, too. Oh, that's true. Like, they just run around unsupervised for the longest time. Yeah, I mean we did. You just snatch them up, go out the fire exit. Yeah, that's true. We used to go out. We used to go to Latin's Castle all the time. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, that was sick. Dude, I, I went there through my teenage years quite a bit. <laughs> I played some Dance Dance Revolution. Hell yeah! <laughs> Trying to get all those tickets. Yeah. Trying to impress your girl, girlfriend. Oh no, she was not impressed with DDR. Dude. <laughs> I don't think any of them really were. I don't think but, I had a girlfriend at that time. Actually, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I was just a pothead. Yeah. <laughs> Grabbing DDR. a bar, fucking flinging <laughs> yeah. my legs around like a maniac. What a stupid game. It was so dumb. I, I, I would play with my hands until I got yelled at. <laughs> what kind of nerd would yell at a kid for playing that game with his hands? <laughs> because I was trying to just get all the tickets. That was the best way to get all the tickets because you could play with your hands and you and another buddy would just sit there and slap the freaking arrows. No. Yep. Yeah, no, I remember we got yelled at for it once. Like, hey, that's how you play the game. God, what? Well, there's no rules. Hey, Where's the fucking rules? No, no. I guess he had them in his head. <laughs> Fuck yeah, him. Head, he said. I bet you had the high score. I didn't want to get taken down. <laughs> yeah, probably. You better get on there and dance their fucking legs, or else you're not playing anymore. Because <laughs> I did it. <laughs> you see, G A Y on top. That's me. G A Y. G A Y. G A Y. Because you can only yeah. put three for your initials. Gary Allen Young. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, probably was. There's probably a lot of fucking Gary Allen Youngs out there playing probably, DDR, dude. Probably a lot of gays playing DDR. Yeah, well, that's why I'm, I'm calling Gary Allen Youngs now. <laughs> yeah, bunch of Garys. Yeah, bunch of Garys. What's well, Gary Month, dude? Huh? It's Gary Month right now. Yeah, it is Gary Month. Yeah, happy Gary Month, dude. That's pretty sick. Yeah, we made it, dude. Finally yeah. accepted. Finally. <laughs> After all those battles, those fierce battles of being accepted for who you are. Yep. I don't know. The Target boycott, though. Makes oh, me, yeah. Makes me feel very unaccepted. Yeah, what happened there? So they uh, they fucking allowed some dick-tucking tuck, dick panties or something in there? and Yeah, they were selling those. I don't know. You want to hear my version of events or the actual? Uh, let's go actual version of events first. They just put out a lot of gay shit now. Rainbow shit. Fucking like little kid shirts that say like 
I have two dads and shit like that. Oh. It is really gayed up Pride Month. Mm-hmm. Which, whatever. I really don't give a fuck, but... Well, okay, so what's your version of Vens? <sighs> that all these companies are worshipping Moloch. Elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's theories that this is all like an ancient Babylonian tradition. Like being gay? Yeah. Well, of like celebrating fringe movements like this in, in an attempt to piss off people. Really? Yeah. Well, So why would that be an ancient Babylonian ritual? I don't know. It's for like they're the old gods, basically. Oh, they're supposed to appease them or something they like that. They liked it? I'm not exactly 100% versed on it. I'm just regurgitating what I heard on podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) So is Moloch the fucking... Is he the Gary god? Moloch is the... uh, Or no, Baal. I think they worship Baal, not Moloch. I thought Baal ate babies. Yeah, Baal's the fertility god. So they... What? The fertility god. So basically (laughs) they would give babies. They put babies in this giant Baal-looking fucking statue that was on fire. And they cooked the babies. It's It's a big big oven. Is like a bronze statue? Something like that, yeah. Just, Some kind of metal. Yeah. But yeah, they'd cook the little fucking babies in there, dude. In an effort to... Uh, basically, it's a sacrifice that all the women would be fertile due to that sacrifice. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like old school abortion. Pretty much. Yeah. So wh- how how did uh, Bale turn gay? It's... Uh, I don't know. It's to fucking... They think, the elites think that the world's being overpopulated, but it's really not. Oh, yeah. They've been trying to kind of thin the herd of the population. I've heard that. I think they're just trying to fucking control us 100%. But. Yeah. I think it's just another form of uh, division tactics of just trying to get us all as divided as possible. Oh, yeah. I, me, per- I, yeah, the worshiping Moloch and Baal, that sounds really fun. But no, um, it is <laughs> nothing that. better than cooking a baby in a fucking gigantic evil looking statue. Yeah. It sounds a lot more fun when you put it that way. It's, like, it's a lot more flashy when you're thinking like, oh, these elites are out there cooking babies again. But realistically, it's more or less probably just trying to keep everyone as divided as possible. Yeah. It's like what I said the other day. It's just a bunch of people that want to create villains, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if you want to look at it, so like, let's think of like gay dudes from like the eighties and the seventies, right? Yeah. Right now, they got to just be loving life, because back then they would be like victims of hate crimes like all the time. Oh yeah, like it was regular. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, gay people were like hated. Yeah. By the general population for a long time. A long time, like until recent history, I'd yeah. say probably until the nineties. Oh yeah, is when I mean, it started. Yeah, started until, I mean, it was pretty common and popular to like hate gay people up until like probably 10 years ago yeah even politicians like obama ran on a uh a pro-traditional marriage campaign in yeah clinton obviously was a homophobe big time oh yeah still they're all fucking homophobes they don't give a shit they don't give a fuck about gay people no this is the zeitgeist now they just say things it'll appease popular opinion you know yeah and back in those days obviously when obama ran the first time he was running on a running on a you know pro traditional marriage platform, uh, and it made sense then because like well when we joined the army is uh, still don't ask don't tell yeah like you you could be you could be gay and be in the military but you just couldn't tell anybody you had to be in the closet yeah 
So once you told someone that you're gay, then you're kicked out. And when did they repeal that? Uh, 2011. 2011. Because we were in Afghanistan when it got repealed. Because we had a gay Mm -hmm. dude in our unit. Oh, he just came out. He's like, I'm fucking gay. <laughs> no, we all knew he was gay. But he came he, out. He, he was came a combo to, guy. You he came to the chow hall and he's like, fuck me. <laughs> yeah. Opened up his butthole. Yeah, he's like, what's up, dude? <laughs> Enter. Like, oh, we all knew it, man. Damn it. All right. We all, yeah, I remember, I know what guy you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But he was a decent guy. He did. When we got back, I do remember coming to drill with the fucking pride flag in his back window. Oh, really? Like, I'm gay. Uh, sticker. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, he didn't literally say I'm gay, but was, he had a gay sticker on there. But that's the thing uh, that, w- like, we, all us normal people, like, no one gives a fuck. No. Like, I don't give a damn if you're gay or if you're straight. What you do in your personal life, like, no one really cares. And no one has really cared for the longest time. Uh, even back in the 90s, I really don't think people gave a damn what you did in your personal life. They just didn't accept it. And yes, there were still those people out there that did. Yeah, it was very popular to hate gays and you know <laughs> inflict hate crimes in the like yeah back in the, back in the old days. Mm-hmm. But the good I old mean, days, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go out and beat some gay gays down. Yeah, I feel pretty bad about myself doing that though. Yeah, I'd feel terrible doing. Yeah, I can never do it. No, dude, It'd be like fucking kicking puppies and stuff <laughs> yeah, i mean it'd be like hey let's go beat up a fucking senior citizen tonight guys yeah <laughs> like i'm not being His skin is made out of paper yeah right hey, i'm not being i'm not trying to toot my own horn here but i have not met a whole lot of gay dudes that could whip my ass yeah they're, they're i mean they're out there i'm sure oh, yeah. dude i'm not saying they're not there's for sure a gay dude out there that would whip my ass no i've never seen but i've just never met him in person a gay dude in jujitsu there's a gay jiu-jitsu instructor. I remember hearing a story. Someone, uh, an, an MMA fighter was talking about, fuck, I think it was Bobby Green. Hmm. I think he was talking about how he had a instructor that, uh, in his early days that came out, he's like fucking gay. Nobody wanted to roll with him. Well, once people, once he, like all the people in the inner circle, I guess knew, but <clears throat> he didn't really know. Yeah. Yeah. It was just awkward. It's an awkward thing when you're. <laughs> <laughs> trying to learn, learn how to learn how to do jujitsu ju- from a gay dude. Yeah, I like, I like to roll with him, but he has a boner every time. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "Don't go there." <laughs> yeah. That's a good move. Just don't do it on me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the only dude in the gym that prefers the back mount, right? Yeah, to get mounted on his back. Yeah, like in 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 wrestling, uh, to break someone down. You know, like, if they're on all, you start on all fours and another guy starts on top of them. And a good way to break them down is to go around and you basically shove your forearm right into their fucking butt crack. Yeah. Right up in there and then chop the arm at the same time and it breaks them down pretty easy because it's sensitive up there. Right. So if you do that quick and fast, <laughs> it, it tends to break dudes down pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, imagine doing that on a gay dude. It'd be weird. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you weird shoving your forearm in their <laughs> butt crack. I guess it would be. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just one of. Those, I feel like it's one of those things. Just like when it comes to any type of control, the government's going to take what they can from the people and try to their damnedest to keep us all divided. And the gay, trans, LGBTQIA plus uh, issue is a good way to keep us all uh, really 
divided and keep our attention on something that doesn't really matter. Like no, like, like I said, no one in their right mind really gives a damn. But there is something to the argument. If you look back in time in the '90s when they were talking about, um, you know, talking about legalizing gay marriage, and all the crazy conservative Christians were like, "Well, where does it end? Right. Where do we draw the line in yeah. in society? Where do we draw the line on what's acceptable?" And you see. Like after gay marriage got passed and that was a really easy issue, especially in the time. And as people got, you know, as time went on, people were more and more thinking like, yeah, why it doesn't matter. It shouldn't really matter if who gets married. Yeah. But then it, but then the, the people pushing gay marriage on the country, once that got passed, then what did they do immediately? They immediately went to like, what's the next issue? That we well, I remember, about? cause I remember the big, the big issue with like Christian conservatives and, like, um, I don't know what you want to call them, conspiracy people. It was like, well, it's going to start with gay marriage, and then it's going to be child marriage. Then it's going to yep. be normalizing pedophilia and shit like that. And, like, it did come shortly after that. It didn't last long, but I remember when that happened. Mm-hmm. When they wanted to add the fucking pedophile. They want to change, or what do they call them? Fucking, they want to change the name to MAPS. Yeah. Minor Attracted Persons. Yeah, that's it. So they want, that's what they all do. When I say they, I mean the people that are pushing this, this on people, the establishment, the establishment, the, the people in power, whatever you want to call them, the elites, whatever you want to call them. When I say they, that's who I'm talking about. And the people doing their bidding and doing a good job at keeping us divided and keeping our minds and our attention on things that don't really matter. They just try to shift the Overton window as much as possible. Mm Mm-hmm. And that comes with time, you know? So after gay marriage and they pretty soon after went to, you know, trans, they didn't take long and we're still on that trans issue right now. And where do we, how, how does a society accept trans people? And it does seem like there's a huge influx of trans people coming out. Yeah. Posers mostly. That's what it feels like. Mostly posers and most, and a lot of, and a lot of times they're mentally ill, whether they're severely autistic or they're just, are those, those types of people that don't feel like they have a place in when they're in school and whatever else. I I don't feel like I have a place here. Like, where do I find a group of people that I can assimilate with? Yeah. And they realize like, Oh, it doesn't matter what I look like. It doesn't matter what I do, if I say that I'm trans, then I'll be accepted <clears throat> and people have to accept me because otherwise they're bigots and we can call them bigots. Right. And we can fight the good fight that way. Even though I, even if I'm a, I as a person don't have anything really, I don't have anything to give to the, give to society. You know, I don't have any skills or anything, but I can, I can be this thing and people will have to accept me for who I am and treat me better than if I was just a normal person. That too, and also it's a bunch of people that like after they say that they're trans, <clears throat> when they you, you can look at it as somebody and tell that they're not fucking trans. Yeah, like you can tell that they are assigned a gender at birth, and then they don't dress up right. opposite that. They still have beards. Yeah, <laughs> like are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's just it's just comical at this point. People are claiming trans is like they just want. Once they get that identity established in the conversation that they're trans, they can say anything and do anything. And if you don't like it, you're transphobic. Yep. It's the same thing with, like, I wouldn't say, like, real trans. Real trans, honestly, dude, like, they just they got something in their head at one point in their life. I don't know if it's related to, like, trauma sometimes or 
you know, honestly, sometimes people just want to be a different fucking gender. Yeah. And that's cool. Do what you want to do as long as you're not hurting people. I don't give a fuck. But mm-hmm. don't yeah. use it as a scapegoat for your fucking lack of intellectual capacity. You right. know what I mean? The biggest problem I have with all that, and I draw a hard line at kids. Oh, yeah. You know, I draw a very hard line at kids. I don't think that is it is a uh, it's appropriate for trans people or drag queens or... I, I don't think it's appropriate for those types of people to be advocating to young people. I think when you're young, your mind is very impressionable. It's very malleable. And when you're young, you need to listen to adults. You need to listen to your parents. You need to listen to your grandparents. You need to listen to these people. So then when they're so young, they look at all adults as being, you know, they got it figured out. Like I remember as a kid looking at adults and being like, they got this shit figured out. Like yeah. they, they know what they're doing. So I need to listen, listen to them. So I know how to become a productive person in society. And if they're, you have kids looking up to trans and drag queens and all, those, all these other types of people, I don't think that's right. I don't think it's right to push that on kids so early. I think you need to let kids be kids. And that, and then that also goes into what you're, you're talking about earlier with uh, pedophilia. Because I do, I really do believe that eventually it's going to move to that because they already did try changing the name. And that, it all starts with changing the names, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We used to call trans people trannies. We used to call gay people faggots. Like there's all these derogatory terms that we would call these other people. We'd call them these derogatory terms because it was, you know, there wasn't that many of them. And yeah, it was, it was easy to bully on them because it wasn't accepted. And then once it became socially accepted, then those terms went away. You know, you can't call gay people faggots anymore and you can't, now you can't call trans people trannies. Like those derogatory terms went away, which is probably fine. Like it's not nice to bully people, but when they try changing the names of these people, instead of calling pedophiles, pedophiles, they're already starting to censor the word pedophile. Like I watched some videos on like Instagram and Facebook and shit. Yeah. They came and say like, when they say, Hey, like I was watching this, uh, fuck, I forgot what they're called. Is like this pedophile, um, hacker. No, but I, I did watch a little bit of that on Sean Ryan. Yeah. I didn't didn't watch all of it. That was scary, dude. Was it? Yeah. Fuck, I need to watch all of that. But it's like five hours long. Yeah, but, I just watched the clips. Yeah. I watched the whole thing. Okay. But, but uh, this group of kids, they're young guys. They were basically, they're online pretending to be like a 14, 15-year-old girl. They'd get dudes to talk to them and then meet up with them. And then they swarm them. And they're like, hey, you fucking oh, yeah. tell the camera you're a pedophile. Those are the English like, oh, dudes? Shit. No, these are... They're in Minnesota. Uh-oh. I know that for sure. It's, I think it's a Minnesota fucking pedophile protective group or whatever. I can look it up. Oh, they're protecting pedophiles. No. Oh. They're... they're to, to catch a predator shit. Dude. Yeah, yeah, got gotcha. you. They're doing to, to, uh, to catch a predator stuff in Minnesota on... Like vigilante pedo hunters, basically. Exactly. Yeah. They're vigilante pedo hunters. That's exactly what they're doing. And they had this dude on there, and they're like, you know, hey... Look at the camera and say, say your name and say, I'm a pedophile. And he's like, okay, my name is Roger and I'm a pedophile. <laughs> like, okay, now call your son and tell him that you're a fucking pedophile. <laughs> he's like, I'm not doing that. Like, do you want us to call the cops? Cause we'll call the cops. Yeah. We can end this right now and we'll call the cops. But if you don't want us to call the cops and call your son and tell him what happened, he's like, oh, okay. And he calls his son on the fuck on camera. 
He's like, hey, so I'm in some shit. Da, 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 da. And he's like, then the guys are like, okay, tell, now tell him what you did. He's like, I met up with a girl and she seemed older. And she was like, no, no, you knew exactly how old she was supposed to be. Tell him what you are now. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, I don't know. And then they took the phone. Like, hey, your dad tried um, hooking up with a fucking 14-year-old girl that we were pretending to be and stuff. And he's a pedophile. This sounds like, oh, okay, weird. <laughs> you know, <laughs> kind of obviously awkward. Yeah. And just belittled the fuck out of this guy. And then um, and what they say, too, is they're like, we always call the cops. Like, we tell them that we're not going to call the cops just to hear them admit what they're doing wrong. And then they call the cops anyways. But, yeah, so they, they were doing that. But it's, um, where the fuck? Is oh, yeah, when they were saying, like, pedo- like pedophile and stuff, they're like, they had to bleep it out. Otherwise, they'd get triggered on the algorithm and stuff yeah. and get taken down. So it's one of those things where... When people try changing the definition of certain words to make them ni- sound nicer, like instead of saying pedophile, we need to start calling them minor attracted persons because it's not their fault that they're born this way. It's like, no, it is their fault that they act on that urge. Mm-hmm. And that is one thing that, you know, another argument going back to the 90s when these crazy conservative Christians were like, just don't do it. Just don't be gay. Just don't. Don't fuck. If you're a dude, don't fuck dudes. Mm. You know, just don't do it. You're like, well, you can't really tell someone not to live their life. And I'm, I'm totally for that to an extent. Mm-hmm. But my hard line is kids. Like, just because a person, an adult, comes out and says, "I'm attracted to minors," like I just fucking something gets me going about young kids. That's not okay. And I can tell it you, should somebody, never be okay. Somebody told me that to my face. I would beat them into a coma. Yeah, I would at least the best I could. I, I would mean, viciously assault them. I'd break bones for sure, at least. Yeah, I would at minimum viciously assault them. Yeah, and I don't care what kind of trouble I get in, you know, because when it's, it's just it's it's fucked up. It's one of those things where you shouldn't, even if you have those urges, just like if you, okay, so where do we draw the line again? You know, do we? I draw the line at kids, but what else? There's other people out there that are born, basically born as serial killers. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, yeah, this is who I am, or sadists, or whatever weird um, urges that people have. What we tell them is like, that's <clears throat> not right. You cannot do that in society because it is not acceptable. Mm-hmm. So we need, as a society, I feel like we need to draw a hard line somewhere and just stick to it. If you're an adult, if you're a fucking actual and that's the other thing too we need to figure out what age people are adults at because mm-hmm. they keep pushing the fucking age limit on certain things back and back and back too and but we need to draw a line at if you're uh if you're a fully fledged adult then you can choose to be whatever you want to be as long as you're not affecting anyone else you know yeah for sure that's why that's where i stand on it i really don't give a damn if you're gay trans non-binary it doesn't affect me at all but what does what is unacceptable is when you bring kids into it, and it does. I do draw that line also with um, you know story time drag queen hour. I think that's I don't think that's right, and I don't think that should be socially acceptable. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it's an identity that's built off of sexual orientation. You know, if anything right. is sexual, I don't think that should be a part of your identity. It's just something that you do. Yep. It's something your brain says biologically. You need to do this thing. You know, otherwise I'm going to be concentrated on it constantly. You know what I mean? Whether it's like like straight people want to have sex with the opposite gender. You know what I mean? Like they just have that 
carnal desire, like that consuming. It's like a, an all-consuming desire to have sex. Well, and that's kind of normal. Yep. Yeah, and um, I don't. Know, I think yeah. Like that's why I have an issue with like pride flags and like elementary classrooms and shit like that is because that's uh, yeah. that represents a se- that represents sex. Yeah, it represents people having sex. You can't have that conversation without incorporating it into sex. I think it's equally weird for public schools to have any kind of sexual education. To be completely honest with you, unless they're <laughs> unless they're talking to like you know sixteen, seventeen year olds about like basically the stages of birth and how to prepare to be a fucking parent. Uh, yep. You know what I'm saying? That should be fine. Yeah. That's acceptable. When but I think showing people how to put on condoms, fucking weird. And I think if anybody wants to do that in front of a bunch of kids that aren't their own, it would be weird to do it for your own. Like, yeah. if you're standing in front of a bunch of... Dude, I remember sex ed when in dude middle school. <laughs> yeah. I was a fucking absolute monster in those things, dude. <laughs> it was not good. It was not good to be a we, sex ed teacher. I don't know if we talked about it on here before, <laughs> but like, uh, what was it? I think it was eighth grade. I had some actual questions for these motherfuckers that I was, I was worried about, but I didn't know like what the actual real terms were. Yep. Just what I saw in like fucking... The dark web. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My weird little chat rooms house. <laughs> Uh, they passed around cards and they're like, okay, if you guys have any questions about, you know, sexual questions, you can write them on these index cards. Number one, I remember thinking it was fucking weird and awkward to have a fucking, our lesbian PE teacher fucking teach us these things. (laughs) But so I wrote on there, can a chick, this is exactly how I worded it. Can a chick get pregnant from anal sex or blowjobs? (laughs) Yep. That that question got asked in my class too. (laughs) And they read it out loud. And she's like, okay, all right, yeah, we're not. Next one. Next one. <laughs> Dude, we didn't get And I felt like a dumbass because I was actually curious. I was like, can they? I don't know. I don't like, know. fuck, man. They teach you in those classes just like the scariest shit about sex. Like, yeah, you look at a girl wrong with a boner, you're going <laughs> to get pregnant, pregnant yeah. or you're going to get a fucking STD. Yeah. You know? For sure. You have a boner in school? STD. <laughs> Instantly. Instant, instant STD. Well, we had a kid in sex ed. He just straight up asked, like, rose his hand, like, any questions? Like, yep. He's like, can you get pre-? He asked the same question. Like, can you get pregnant off about sex? And like, <laughs> no, you can't. All right? You can't do it. You, you can't get pregnant off butt sex. But yes. you shouldn't be doing that anyways. That's not how. It's not the proper way to do it. And it was just a Wow, weird. kink shaming. That's yeah. what they would call it now. Right? It would. Yeah. But this is also back in the fucking day when you when it was weird to be gay still. Yeah, it was Degrassi Junior High days. Yeah, you know, ain't no high school musical days. But yeah, I know. I I, I oppose all that shit. I think it's fucking yeah. dumb to put that shit into kids' heads. Because, like, I've seen the argument online, dude, with people. I did not participate. I no longer participate in online arguments. Yeah, it's annoying. But I've seen them. And they're like, well, don't you want your kids to, like, think that it's normal for, you know, Tommy to have two dads or whatever? No. But, like, let's say Tommy has two dads. Yeah. I would not have a problem with that, personally. No. On a personal level, I would not think negatively of them. They're living life. If they're raising their kid properly, sure. Do it up, you know? Yeah. But, like, do they teach the kids that, you know, you have a mom and a dad? They don't, because it's implied knowledge. So mm-hmm. if they want these things to be, like, normal in the fucking in popular opinion, mm-hmm. then they wouldn't have to teach it. If it was right. normal, they wouldn't have to teach it. Right. But it's not normal. Uh-huh. It's abnormal. It's some kind of disorder. Like it's right. a genetic or a biological disorder to a certain extent. Well, 
I'm a firm believer that you need to teach kids uh, the correct way, like the right way of things and how life is. And uh, you need to teach them what's normal and then let them figure out what's abnormal. You know what I mean? Sure. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with being abnormal by any means. I had a fucking red mohawk and gauged ears as a kid. Mm Mm-hmm. I wasn't normal. Wasn't normal. I wasn't a normal fucking kid, especially in small town Iowa. Yeah. That was not a normal thing. So I was an abnormal kid. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing wrong with exploring those things when you become of a certain age. But it is our responsibility as parents and adults to teach kids the right way of things and how things, like what the normal way of things are before they venture off and decide to change it up when they become adults. You know? Yeah. But I also don't want kids that are like gay to like blow their fucking heads off. You no, know what I'm saying absolutely and not. Like, and I don't think there should be any kind of pressure to the like. You're a freak if you're gay. I mean, technically, maybe. I mean, it's by the term freak. I mean, like, not it's not like a biologically normal thing. Right. It's a it's a it's an abnormal act that needs to be treated as such, but not shamed into it. You know what I mean? Sure. You don't, you shouldn't be shamed away from it. Like if you grow, when you grow up, if something, you know, something changes and you decide that you're curious about the, about, you know, being gay or whatever else, there should be no, you shouldn't be bullied for being gay. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be treated any differently by adults or anything like that either. Especially when you become, you know, a teenager when life is pretty confusing and you're, Hormones are getting all weird and stuff. You just—it's a confusing enough time to—it's confusing enough time already for kids when they're going through puberty and all that stuff. So let's not try to muddy the water any more than it already is. And if they have questions about it, then they should be—they should feel one hundred percent comfortable asking somebody about it. Yeah, and being like, "Hey, you know what? Like, it's there are people out there, that, successful people out there that." are gay or do do these things or are trans or there's these other people out there that do it successfully. You know, mm-hmm. like what's that one transgender's name? Uh, Blair white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's fine. Like she's, she's a grifter, she's a, but she's a grifter, but she's an adult and she's successful and whatever else, whether she's a grifter or not, you know, I think she did it right where she waited to become an adult and then she decided to transition. Yeah. I just don't think we should be transitioning kids, you know. If yeah. you want to if you want to if you feel a certain way or even if you want to dress a different way, whatever, express yourself, mm-hmm. but you, we shouldn't be medically transitioning kids. That's not that shouldn't be a thing oh, no, to no. an adult. That That's definitely kind of needs to be Yeah. It needs I mean I'm a libertarian by virtue, but I think that needs to be if we're going to believe in the you know system of laws and rules and checks and balances and stuff like that, that needs to be illegal. Right. For sure. Because it's, it's fucking their bodies up. Yeah. And, and it's not doing them any fucking service, dude. Because they're going to... All this shit is not going to fucking age well with, like, the whole assigning... Reassigning genders to youth or fucking even younger than youth. No, you know dude. what I mean? Like, it's... From years from now, it's going to be like... You remember that show... Uh, God, what the fuck was it called? Dharma and Greg or some shit like that? It was like uh, a, a no. dude who, like... Daria? <laughs> no. It was, like a, it was a sitcom in the 90s, but it was okay. like a straight dude that like you know banged a bunch of chicks and he, like he hooked up with this girl and then she had like this super gay friend mm-hmm. now they're calling that tokenism that that's gay tokenism <laughs> when at the time it was, was the gay person like a main character yeah oh okay like is 
like if you think of like Kramer and Seinfeld, it was like that kind of character. Oh, okay, sure. And um, at the time, though, in the nineties, though, it was like super unaccepted. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like they were trying to normalize, you know, homosexuality to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And now it didn't age well. Now they're calling that the token gay friend because like every girl after that show wanted like the you know the token gay friend or whatever the super effeminate super oh, sure. effeminate gay dude to hang around all the time because. Because one of the girls... Fucking dog brains. One of the girls, and it's a guy, but yeah. acts like a girl yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's... It, it, and it, it is tokenism. It goes back to the token black black guy, too. Token black friend. Yeah, right every now. every uncool white guy wants a black friend because yeah. black dudes are cool. Yeah, dude. But, it, I don't know. It's just... It's a weird... It's a weird thing. And I like how... I don't want to end this, uh, this part on, like, <laughs> bashing gays because it is... It is Pride Month. It's their month, you know? I'm not bashing them. No. I just think it's... We need to draw the line in society when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I know that... Also, this does, has nothing to do with fucking guns. And this is a gun podcast. <laughs> but this is just a BS episode between uh, me and my brother. Oh, wait till I discuss the, the solution to all this, my friend. It's going to get into guns real quick. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I have a solution. Final solution. Oh, <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> That's brutal. No, I'm kidding. That was a joke. That was a joke. This is right. a comedy podcast. It is. It is a comedy podcast. This is the so I, Victory Drive is the most entertaining uh, gun podcast on the air right now. I don't know if you knew that. Recent polls show that eighty six percent of listeners found this to be the most entertaining gun podcast on air. Nice, yeah. Um, but just like, just like in politics, that was a completely made up statistic. But yeah. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> but it is, it is one of those things when you're talking politics and stuff. It is really easy for them to uh, really push the gay issue, or it's not even a gay issue anymore. The trans no. issue, the gay issue, the LGBT issue. I know Americans because it makes a lot of people pretty uncomfortable to talk about and uh, articulate yourself in a way that where you're not being a fucking complete douche or complete asshole. Yeah, but. Uh, it's just another way for them to gain a little more power and keep us divided and concentrated on things that really don't matter. Like they, these issues really do not matter for sure because they don't do anything. Like this is a it's a social issue that I I believe in America has nothing to do with the federal government. It doesn't have really anything to do with the state governments. This is an individual issue that us as Americans living in a supposedly free country should be able to. Uh, explore, you know, yeah. it has nothing to do with fucking politicians. So the politicians, politicians need to fuck off. And when you look around and you see all these companies out there saying like, Hey, we're all gay too. Those guys are grifters and they're out there just trying to get some money. They, they don't, they're not, they don't give a fuck. They don't care about gay people. They don't care about trans people. They don't care about anybody. They care about their bottom dollar. And we saw that with Bud Light mm-hmm. and Anheuser-Busch. Now like, it's Target. Have you, seen how much, have you seen how much their stock shares dropped? Dude, they lost like $28 billion last time. They I lost checked. $10 billion in the first, what was it, like the first week of it? Because they, they like jumped the gun on Pride Month. This was mm. like two weeks ago. I was in Target, right. dude, and it was like nothing but rainbows and fucking... Well, they wanted to get ahead of it. Weird shit. And there's a bunch of other weird shit that I saw, too, with the whole Target thing. I guess they had like Baphomet statues and shit. What? In some targets. I don't fucking know if Damn. it's real. I saw it on TikTok. Very well Uh-oh. could be fake. Yeah. But I remember seeing that. I'm like, I believe it. AI is getting wild, too, so it might be fake. Yeah. You never really know anymore. I'd believe it, though. What was that one thing? 
That one thing. The one thing. Balenciaga. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was... That was real. That was definitely creepy pedo shit, dude. That's creepy pedo shit, dude. Yeah, I definitely draw the line on pedophiles. And you can put this in writing. I do not oppose the death penalty for certain people. Yeah. And pedophiles, I feel like, are one of them. You know? Once you steal that child's fucking innocence in such a violent way, you should be dealt with violently. No, I agree. But... I'm not going to call for violence against any people because that's against the law, but it, it's yeah. not, it's not a call for violence. If you think that bad things should happen to bad people. Yeah. I think yeah. if I, can, I think murderers should be killed. Yeah. I do too. I don't think we should eye. be, I'm very much an eye for an eye guy. Yeah. I don't think we should be wasting fucking tax dollars on, on, uh, keeping these pieces of shit in prison. <clears throat> no. And the worst part is they put those motherfuckers in protective custody because they know gem pop is going to fucking split them like a log of wood, dude. Yep. That's another th- crazy thing is prison fucking prison justice, dude, oh, yeah. is a real thing. Oh, yeah. Very real thing. And there's two people that do not survive in Gen Pop. It's cops yep. and pedophiles. Yep. That's it. Like That's where the line is drawn that every single group in prison on site will fucking absolutely mm-hmm. annihilate them. Kill them. They'll kill them. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if you're an Aryan brother or a, a crip. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if you're in the white gang, black gang, Mexican gang in prison. It doesn't matter. They all come together on one issue, and that is... Kill pedophiles. Kill pedophiles. And if you kill one, you get street cred like crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, dude. Nobody, nice. nobody will fuck with you. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Taking out the trash, basically. Yeah. I was uh, watching this thing. This dude, he was uh, in prison for murder, and he got put with a... He, his uh, cellmate was a pedophile. And he, when they got like, um, um, day room time, he'd be like watching TV and shit and he'd put on like PBS kids. Yeah. I know. I know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. They kept telling him like, Hey man, turn that shit off. Stop being a freak. And he'd go, he kept like saying like, basically not, he's not sorry for what he did. And he's still a fucking freak ass pedophile. And he fucking ended his life. And Mm -hmm. he went, him talking about him talking about in court. He's like, I don't regret it. I'd do it again. I'd do it again all over again tomorrow if I if I had to. He gave him yeah. plenty of opportunities, and he he still kept doing it. So I fucking took him out. Yeah. Yep. You have to. Yep. Especially if it's your celly, dude. Like if you get seen with that person, then you get affiliated mm-hmm. with that person. You right. Know what I mean. Yeah, you can't have that. No. Especially a pedophile. Like Ugh. snitches and pedophiles generally don't survive in prison very so, long. So gross, dude. Yeah. Just a nasty thing like that. It's fucking disgusting. But yeah, they waste a lot of resources on those fucking wastes of skin. That's what they are. Yep. Just fucking throw them in the incinerator, dude. Don't even put them to sleep. Just fucking burn them. Breathe in my fucking air, dude. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, feeding them. Those are our tax dollars, dude. Yeah, dude. No but, thanks. Yeah. But... I don't know. I don't know. When it comes to all that shit, like especially when it comes to politics, man, and the gun issue that comes around every 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 so often, which we could definitely probably talk about because that does pertain to this podcast. But you, you've been keeping track with like Ill, what's happening in Illinois and stuff lately. No. Hmm. So I guess they're supposed to be ruling on the whole uh, assault weapons ban in Illinois and all that crazy shit that Governor Pritzker put out. I'm gonna be doing another podcast with uh with Brian about it. He's an Illinois guy. Mm-hmm. He's been following it pretty closely, but it's pretty wild. Just a, a wild thing. But it's just 
these politicians, they try everything they can to garner as much power as possible. And the First Amendment and Second Amendment are two mainstays in American society mm-hmm. that should definitely be protected at all costs because um, the only thing more important than guns is t- being able to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. You know, and if they start limiting the First Amendment, then, you know, in order to limit the First Amendment, the only th- thing left is guns. And the the gun thing, people talk about that. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to fight the government off with an AR-15 and stuff. It's like, well... Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've seen, we've, we've seen firsthand what, what, uh, what people can do to very, very advanced countries with willpower and some pretty daggum cheap weapons. Yeah. So, I mean, for sure. Yeah. I mean, definitely going to fight them off with the air 15s and whatever else we, we can use if it, com- if it came to that, but that is People like to, especially anti-gun people, they like to say, like, oh, okay, well, that's not even a, th- you're not even close to a threat to the government with the army and military that the U.S. has. Like, there's no way you'd be able to fight against them if it came to that. But you definitely could, as long as you have, you know, people on the same page. Um, But it's not even, like. What did I say? Oh yeah, that's a ridiculous argument saying that you can't, you shouldn't have guns because you won't be able to be su- successful anyways. It's yeah. like that's the only, that's one of the only things keeping the the people in power at least. Like they already have swallowed up in a, a lot of power. They have a lot of power over us. We saw that all with um, during COVID and stuff too. All the crazy fucking shit they tried, they pulled on all of us and got us all to stay home and listen and everything else. I they definitely took note of that stuff. Oh yeah. If you take away guns, then they're definitely going to take away your freedom of speech after that. You know? Yep. It's just, I mean, they're just natural. Just limited. I mean, they don't have to, if we prove one thing, it's that government and big media are all in some mm-hmm. kind of weird conglomeration. Oh, absolutely. Where, I mean, these big companies are, the government has absolutely no fucking power and they have basically no money or any kind of like, property essentially the only reason they do is because it's given to them yep by these people with a shit ton of money the people with the money control the fucking world yeah and they're saying i got another thing about the whole covid thing too but Mm -hmm. i mean they're basically giving the government money saying you're gonna fucking say these things so that we can sell our shit to you yep it makes sense i mean so it's not like a you know the government's never ever gonna come down and say you can't fucking say that trans is no, is not normal. Like, they're not going to say it's illegal for you to say that. What they're going to do is they're going to pay all these media companies, or all these media companies are going to give the government money as long as they have free reign to basically say it's, you can't say that. Mm-hmm. If you say that, you're a fucking evil guy, and you get beat the fuck down or killed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what happens with these riots and shit, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we talk about the media, like CNN, MSNBC... They're all, I mean, it's all propaganda. Yep. It's all propaganda for the government. And even Fox News, it, mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty pretty sold on the fact that they are controlled opposition. Oh, yeah. And that they know that Fox News is just, is just going to feed the same snake. Yep. Just a different group of people. Because there is, there is a shit ton of Republicans in America. A shit ton of Republicans. Hence why we get Republican presidents, you know, and everything else. There's a lot of Republicans 
in America, and there's only one spot for them. So, like, hey, we'll have this one spot for them because we can control them. We can control them through this through this media. We'll give them a little bit. We'll give them. We'll give them just enough ammo to feel like they're fighting back appropriately, or feel like they're going against you know going against the other party enough. Mm-hmm. But they're really not. Like when you really boil it down, they're not fucking. Like they're not fighting shit. It's professional wrestling, dude. Yeah, it's not real. Mm-hmm. They don't believe these things. Donald Trump doesn't believe the things that he says. He just says. He does the best to say the right thing that will get him elected. Mm-hmm. And that's all they do. He knows if he's going to be like on the opposite of anything that Joe Biden says, that he's going to appeal to his target demographic. Yeah, and he knows how to say it. Yeah. Like, pe- pe- uh, the, uh, they, quote unquote, they figured out when Trump was running. I don't think they really had a plan that. He was going to win. They thought he was going to get shot, like, pretty much fucking swallowed up. But when he started gaining a lot of popularity, they're like, oh, hey, this is what he does. Okay. All right. And then when he won, they're like, oh, fuck. We got to get him out of here. Yeah. And But now I think they're really starting to realize, like, that that type of person has a place. And a lot of people liked it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people liked the way Trump spoke. So, because he gave, gave, off the, gave off this vibe that he was... One of us, one of the, you know, just a normal American person that happened to have, you know, billions of dollars. He's just one of, one of us and there's a normal person and he talks like that, you know? Yeah. And people like that. <clears throat> and, Operation Warp Speed. Yeah. The biggest lie in the COVID years. Yep. <laughs> Number one, I fucking despised Trump after Operation Warp Speed because I was like, you're really going to fucking expedite this vaccination process for uh, the flu? Yeah. Because that's what COVID is. I mean... For normal people, it's the flu. For people with a shit ton of comorbidities, it's a biological weapon. Right. I mean, this shit was fabricated. It was created. That's yeah. been proven. Yeah. That it's it was gain-of-function research was to expedite the process of getting COVID mm-hmm. out into the public. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The Chinese are even certain to apologize for it. Yeah. Well, Fauci was the big guy on that. Well, yeah. Like, He's the, he, wasn't he the... In charge of the NIH yeah. at the time? Yep. Yeah. It's wild. I'm sure people, everyone's heard enough of the COVID fucking shit, but it's like, how crazy is that? Yeah. It's Apparently, so this is pretty crazy. I watched this video the other day. Dude named Dave Martin fucking blew my mind. And this is actually, it's pretty compelling evidence. Like, it's not just weird conspiracy theory shit like that I normally get into. It's, <laughs> it's like, I guess in the 90s, they had a vaccination patented for SARS-CoV-2. Mm-hmm. So they had a COVID vaccination patented in the 90s. Damn. And all these motherfuckers want to try to say that COVID just came out of nowhere. Like, and that's why they justified like the lockdowns, you know, the attempt at getting fucking mass vaccinations to like everyone. Like they wanted to vaccinate everybody. Yeah, because they did know about it. They knew about COVID. They knew about SARS-CoV-2, yeah. They knew, they knew about that shit a long time ago. But they definitely did play it off as if they, oh, like, oh this, this is so new, we, we don't know what to do with this yet. Yeah, and we've been banging this bell for a long time because yeah. you could see it too also in um, Event 201 and shit like that. So, like, they were saying, like, you know, SARS-CoV-2 is going to basically, when it happens, when it hits the public, like, what's the reaction? And that was basically what they did, textbook Event 201 shit, like, 
what's event 201 event 201 was a like a mock drill that i can't remember who came up with it but basically they made like a bunch of like fake um like news reels and shit like that like oh SARS-CoV-2 is on the rise like we need to lock down quarantine stay in place hmm. if you're infected with it you need to get it to a hospital immediately and that's initially what they were doing everybody that had covid was going to the hospitals it's a respiratory illness right so yeah. they put them on fucking ventilators and killed a shit ton of people intentionally yeah. Int- you think the hospitals did I, I don't think the hospitals did but i think whoever came up with the standard operating procedure oh. of putting people on ventilators when they had difficulty breathing which dude a ventilator is an extremely fucking invasive thing yeah like it you're either going to make a partial recovery or fucking die well weren't they exploding lungs and shit yeah like being on a ventilator for so long is just exploding their lungs it was exploding lungs and it was also the lungs being a muscle and organ were learning that they can't breathe without the ventilator oh yeah so they're basically suffocating when they got taken off the ventilator oh because yeah then your lungs were like i don't know what to do so just don't do anything pretty so we much. haven't been doing anything for x amount of weeks or however long you're on it yeah i don't think so i'm not saying the hospital staff are guilty of fucking murder no i'm saying that whoever came up with all these standard these sops for putting people on ventilators when they don't fucking need them well the blood's on their hands yeah and being such a a new virus that no one really knew what to do with the hospitals were getting guidance from somewhere somewhere yeah and i think we can all pretty much point the finger to the fact that they're getting all their guidance from the cdc just like everyone else was in the country yeah well i mean you can follow the money with this shit dude a lot of pharmaceutical companies big stakeholders in hospitals i mean like that oh yeah they doctor i'm just gonna say this out loud and i don't give a fuck (laughs) doctors are paid to do what they do yes by pharmaceutical companies like the majority of these fucking medications that people take the side effects don't even make sense for if you're trying to get a boner and you're going to fucking, you know, take Cialis or Viagra and then you all of a sudden you're bleeding out of your asshole and fucking <laughs> like you're going to die. You, you could possibly die yeah. from taking Viagra or Cialis. It just doesn't make any sense. Just deal with whatever the fuck you got going on. More than likely it's low T. Right. Yeah, exactly. But people don't want to hear that. I mean, these no. are a lot of things can be fucking uh, cured naturally or holistically. There are things that can't. I'm not saying that hospital. Right. I'm not saying that the medical profession is bullshit in, entirely, but I'm saying a lot of it is a whole lot of bullshit, and it's a lot of fucking people peddling poison to very malleable minds. Yeah, well, it's not that. Um, yeah, it's not that they're doing anything necessarily wrong because Western medicine is very good at treating symptoms. Yeah, you go in there with a symptom, and like, hey, my fucking yeah, take this indefinitely. My, yeah, my fucking my dick hurts and they go, okay here's a pill for that hey, cool all right hey oh, man that pill fixed my my dick ache but now like i'm getting really bad headaches like okay well here's some more pills for your migraines that you're getting like okay cool thanks oh you know what those pills help my migraines but now i'm fucking you know now i'm yeah now i have high blood pressure like oh here's more pills for that next thing you know you're taking all these pills and yeah you're feeding the machine of the pharmaceutical regime I guess because mm-hmm. pharmaceutical companies, yeah, absolutely, are hundred percent devote a lot of time, and money into hospitals and saying, "Hey, we got a pill for that." 
we got to pill for that. We got to pill for that. Yeah. But if you went in and yeah, it actually treated the root of the problem of a lot of things. Yeah. Like you said, it can be fixed holistically. Like we we're talking, like my wife and I were talking about, you know, uh, gut issues and stuff. And, she, uh, you know, don't want to go to the doctor for gut issues. Cause they're like, Oh, well here's some fucking, uh, you know, what near, 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 near flex, where the fuck that shit is. You know what I'm talking about? No, shit I do drink. Miralax. Okay. Here's some Miralax and some other shit that you can take. Just t- take that uh, forever because your stomach is fucked up and it's angry for some reason. But we're not going to tell you like processed food and processed breads and other things and pastas and all these other things that may be triggering gut issues. We're not going to tell you to stop doing that because nine times out of ten, a person that goes to the doctor does not want to be told like, oh, hey, it's a lifestyle like problem. You need to go on a restrictive diet and figure out what's triggering your fucking gut issues. People don't really want to hear that. They want a pill. Mm-hmm. And that's because Americans, especially people in the West, have been coddled and been like, hey, there's a pill for everything. I want the easy way out. I don't want to change my lifestyle. I don't want to stop doing what I'm doing. I just want to have these symptoms go away and me continue down the path I'm going down with yeah. no change of course. Dude, OxyContin was sold to doctors. As The idea behind OxyContin when it first came out was that it's non-addictive and you can take it your entire life and not have any side effects. Your pain's going to go and away. Your pain's going to go away. Like they give it for back aches, like chronic back pain, like shit yeah. that you can generally manage the symptoms naturally if you do some things that are i don't know they you know it takes a chunk out of your life but yeah, you can work out. out you can work therapy. out you can fix your posture you can fucking do some yoga blah 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 the list is you know miles long yep but the idea was that oxycontin can be taken for your entire life and mm-hmm. they prescribe it for minor pains the shit is basically heroin yeah it's a hardcore opiate it's fucking brutal. And the darkest thing about the whole Oxycontin, the opiate crisis, was that eventually it, it didn't work anymore because people were building tolerances. Sure. That's how opiates work, yep. is that you build a tolerance, you can't fucking get the effects that you need from it anymore. So the pain that you were taking the pill for initially is coming back because you haven't fixed anything. You just It's a fucking brain thing. Yeah. And so then they were they were upping the dosages and selling those to the doctors. So now they can make double the profit for double the dose, and the people's pain would go away. So they fucking pay for it. Yep. Eventually, people were just ODing left and right. I'm like, oh, that's weird. That's a weird yeah. thing to do. But I I know like other podcasts and should talk about that quite a bit. And it is wild to think about like the fact that uh, a pharmaceutical pharmaceutical company will do the testing and you know purposely deceive the testing and change it in a certain way just like stats just like statistics can be manipulated and be like hey or polls and stuff like yeah okay if we poll a bunch of democrats then we can say you know 85 percent of americans approve of joe biden as president mm. you know that's not true obviously that's i just made that up but is is something that can be that can be highly manipulated in order mm-hmm. to get the the message across they want the all the polls had trump losing before 2016 yeah but what's and that's and that's shitty enough for pollsters to do that kind of stuff but for pharmaceutical companies to make purposely manipulate the the findings of certain drugs 
to make them less dangerous. Mm-hmm. So then they can summon the pop the public. They will do a cost analysis and be like, "Hey, we'll make we'll probably make about a hundred billion dollars on this drug, mm-hmm. and it might kill you know a few million people." But by the time that the people realize that millions of people are dying from this drug, we would have already made our money. Mm-hmm. And then all these families and stuff, they're going to have a class action lawsuit. It's going to be annoying and we're going to fight it and fight it and fight it. And as long as they don't find out that it was on purpose, then we'll be okay. And they're only going to sue for $30 billion anyways. And then all the lawyers and shit and everyone can say, like, we won, we beat big pharma. We sued them for 30 billion dollars because to the average person 30 billion dollars is a shit ton of money yeah but they made a hundred billion dollars on that drug that killed a shit ton of people yeah they were they were hedging those losses dude they, yeah. they knew it oh yeah so then when you do your roi at the end of that um that run you're like hey we made out mm-hmm. fuck it we're good yeah let's keep going and yeah the pharmaceutical the pharmaceutical shit is so crazy and that's why whenever i go go to the va and stuff and talk to them the last thing i do like i've been off they've offered me like oh hey you know we have a certain pill that we can do to help you with that i'm like i'm not taking it i'm not taking any fucking pills because i don't want i don't want to do that i don't want to be a guy that's just stuck on pills in order to be normal yep i just want to learn how to be normal i just want to learn how to be productive and i don't i want the the depression to subside naturally because it does eventually subside naturally i want this stuff to go away but I don't want to. I just want to learn how to cope. I don't need. Mm-hmm. I don't need anything to cope for me. I just need help learning how to do it myself. Yeah. Because I'm not going to be put on fucking drugs for PTSD that make you end up making you go even crazier than you already. You know, not saying you're crazy. Yeah. Not saying people that have PTSD are crazy. But what I'm saying is, if you have PTSD. You get put on these fucking drugs that get peddled through the VA and other medical doctors and stuff because they don't want to, they don't want either A, they don't want to do the hard work to treat you naturally or they don't, they just, maybe a lot of people don't want that. Maybe a lot of people do just want to feel better with a pill, you know, and mask those thoughts and mask those emotions. But I didn't want that. No. I don't want that shit. I don't want that shit for pain either. Like I have fucking, my back is fucked up. My knees are fucked up. My ankle hurts like shit. And I don't want anything that's going to mask that pain because I want to know when it hurts. Because then that's your body telling you, like, hey, this shit hurts. You need to strengthen. You need to strengthen it up and get it stronger so it doesn't hurt anymore. Or you need to stop doing what the fuck you're doing because it hurts, you know? Yeah. You don't want anything to mask any any of that pain, whether it's, um, you know, mental, emotional pain or physical pain. I just want to learn how to fix it and i'm willing to do the harder work to make it to fix it better to actually fix the problem rather than mask the problem with pills for sure and guess what the va will pay for all kinds of pills that people get their brains mm-hmm. all fucked up on but they won't pay for goddamn therapy yep yeah and it's I'm, like dude the, 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 they'll they'll pay for therapy to they a certain a ther- point they have a therapist in-house that they you can go to but it's not it's not the therapy that you probably want, you know. Yeah, it's, not, it's not high grade. No. <coughs> Fuck. But it's like I just it's I would just love to sit on the board of directors of the VA and be like, God, we got so many service members from twenty years of war just blowing their fucking brains out. We give them the pills. <laughs> nothing nothing works. Anybody else got any ideas? 
Yeah. What about like free therapy for life? Like quality therapy on the economy will foot the bill. Like we fuck their brains up. Let's fix them. No. Um, no. Best we can do is one hour of therapy their entire life. One hour of therapy. I mean, I guess I don't know because I didn't go to I don't go to therapy. But I'm sure that the, if you ask for it, the VA will set you up with therapy. Yeah, they'll they'll but, do it. They'll do it like a telehealth thing. That's the thing, which is fucking dumb. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's what I was going to get to. Is that it's not a therapy that you really need. It's a guy want. sitting with a fucking sheet like a a flow chart. Yeah, and it's like. Are they sad? Yes. Go yeah. this way or no. End the call. How many smiley faces until funny yeah. faces are you? You know, it's yeah. like it's some of that shit. Like when I went and talked to a shrink a few times, I'm like, dude, you don't, first of all, you don't fucking get it. You're just doing the same thing you're doing to all these other guys mm-hmm. saying the same thing. You have a script read. It's basically like talking to customer service for a vacuum cleaner, you know? Like, hey, my vacuum cleaner doesn't work. Like, oh, did you try this? Did you try that? Or like a computer. Better, a computer would be better analogy. You call a customer service because my computer doesn't work. Did you try unplugging it and plugging it back in? Yep, sure did. Okay, did you try running a fucking this and that? And da, da, da. Like, yeah, I did all this stuff, but please hold. Shit's still not working. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. Please hold. And then uh, we'll have to get back to you. And then they never get back to you. And shit never gets fixed. And trying to get an appointment with, especially with some, a lot of VAs, you're waiting for a long time before you can actually see somebody. And what happens during that time, especially when it comes to mental health and like, you know, breakdowns of depression and stuff Mm -hmm. and bouts of depression. It's like, I need help now. Like not from a fucking phone. I need to talk to someone like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, the best we can do is next month, dude, at, yeah. at 4.30 or, you know, 6, 6.20 a.m. It's like, what? Like, I need, it, it, this isn't, like, it's just not, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of issues with that stuff. That's crazy. And, but you look back and I don't know, I guess I don't have the the suicide stats of guys in World War Two and Vietnam and all that stuff. I know Vietnam was pretty damn bad, but mm-hmm. no one gave a shit back then either. No. People kind of give a shit now, like society as a whole does, because they hold veteran status higher than in Vietnam era. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, the difference between those, though, and the current model of warfare that we have. Our current model of warfare is like long term. I mean, yeah. we just got out of one for 20 fucking years. Yep. And you, it was common to see somebody that enlisted during OEF and retired in oef yep and they it's very common to see i mean especially in special operations fucking 10 like 10 deployments you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and like even like just the basic infantrymen let's say a dude stationed at like 101st airborne right yeah to do four or five deployments before they retire at 20 years uh yeah and perpetual war yeah was the thing is like the constant coming out and going back in coming out and going back in is arguably more is arguably worse for your mental state than just being at war. Yep. Like I'd much rather, I'd much rather go back to the war of world war two, um, mindset where it's like, we are going to war and you, when you enlist, then you'll come back home when the war is over. Either we win, we lose or you die. Yeah. Or you get so badly injured where you're no longer combat effective. Mm-hmm. One of those three things needs to happen before you come back home. That's the way wars should be fought, in my opinion. Yeah. Here's also a significant difference, too, between the other ones. Is like in a conventional war, 
it's not prolonged combat for their entire deployment. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. not like they, despite what Hollywood wants us to believe in world war one, they were not sitting in a trench their entire campaign. No, they went in and out. Yeah. Of it was like the front line a week out, a couple of weeks, you know, like a week in the fucking line. Yep. A couple of weeks out, week in the line, a couple of weeks out. Now when they were on the line, it was intense. Oh yeah. It was tough and it was hard living conditions too. Very hard. But it wasn't like in Afghanistan, you know, this, um, it's constant. Like the enemy is fucking everywhere. Yeah. And they're constantly shooting. They're constantly hitting us with rockets and mortars. When you, when you drive outside the wire, when you leave the wire, it's IEDs, mines. Mm-hmm. You do a dismounted patrol. You have to constantly in the back of your mind, like, yep, this day I'm going to fucking step on a mine and lose my goddamn leg. Yeah. Or is worse. It, it was a constant battle of being aware all the time. All the time. All the time. Because you don't know who you're fighting. They don't wear a uniform. Yep. And they that's also another could thing. Be, they could be anywhere. They're planting bombs. They're planting IEDs. They're rocketing and mortaring your fucking base. So when you're trying to go to the gym or trying to do something else, when you're like trying to relax as much as you can while you're at war, then you get rocketed or something something else. Then, yeah, you go out to the wire. And you're, especially if you spend a lot of time out the wire, you just are constant on constant guard. Yep. You, know, you can't let your guard down because that's when you hit an IED and fucking explode. Yep. You know, so you're constantly thinking and worrying about that stuff. Like, yeah, in World War II time frames and stuff, like, I don't know if, I don't know what it was like. I wasn't there, but I don't know. It, it wasn't, it wasn't this. I, they were fighting uniformed, um, soldier, like, an actual uniformed military. So they knew who the enemy was and they understood what was happening. It's just a little, it's just a lot different. Yeah. It's so much different. You can't really compare the two. But I do believe that the 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 perpetual war, like World War Two, was what four years long. I don't four even five I don't years know. long. Not off the top of my head, I don't forty-one know. to forty-five, I think, is when like World, World War Two was going on, and it was intense. Obviously, it's World War fucking two, but it was four or five years of war. Mm-hmm. This has been twenty fucking years of war. Like, are the casualties as high as World War Two? No, right? Are the were but. I don't know, maybe when you dial, when you add it all up with suicides and stuff like that, that's the biggest thing. And like, what did, what changed between 1945 and 2022, you know, the military industrial complex. Yeah. When, Crea- creating, when, creating enemies out of fucking boogeymen. When people went to war in world war two, they knew who they're fighting. They knew why they're fighting and they had, it was, understood you know they're fighting for the survival of their civilization you know yeah yeah you go to war now and you're fighting for what free college yeah rockwell collins you're fighting what you're actually fighting for yeah fighting for rockwell collins and fucking boeing and Mm -hmm. you know uh everything all the other fucking companies that profit off of war but war in like world war ii was not profitable to companies because they had to stop doing what they were doing to in order to make war machines but they weren't getting paid like they're getting paid now they didn't have contracts per se yeah and world war ii was was kind of the um the beginning like the catalyst to that kind of shit they were like forced production you know like sock mills became fucking ammunition depots and yep and uh ford factories had to start making tanks yeah yeah 
No, is is definitely like I think it was the catalyst of that because those private companies they did what they had to do to support the war effort, but then it was like after World War II, they're like, hey, we this could be pretty profitable mm-hmm. and if we sell it to the government. Like, hey, we don't want to be pushing out, we don't want to shut down companies, private companies again to make war machines when we just keep the war machines going all the time. Yeah. So keep them stocked up. Yep. Keep them Makes busy. Sense. Keep them busy. Keep them busy. Right. So then they have, they make these companies that make war machines and, you know, weapons and everything else. And once the military is stocked up they're like, Oh shit. Well, we don't really want to lose, you know, money. So we need to get rid of some of this, uh, inventory. Mm-hmm. So we need to make new, make new stuff, make new weapons. And then the military is like, well, we don't really need that right now. What they would need it if they used all their old inventory up in a 20 year long war. Mm-hmm. So that's really, yeah. fu- that fucks with a lot of soldiers heads, I think, you know? Oh, for sure. And plus you add in the element of like, uh, like you said, you know, you don't know who the enemy is and you have to do morally questionable things in order for survival of yourself or your comrades. And like, that shit wears on a guy. Yeah, and you don't know if you killed the right people or not. Sometimes, yeah. like you try, you try to get, you try to get our, uh, you, you try to establish ROE, you try to get PID of a, of a person in you know PID positive identification, you and you try to, you try to make sure that they're, you know, Taliban or whoever you're fighting, you know, yeah, Taliban, the bad guys. ISIS. The, you'll just call them the bad guys, you know. You can argue that they're not necessarily bad guys; they're just guys that are fighting us, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, you try to you try to make sure that they are the bad guys before you pull the trigger. But not you don't know all the time, especially in the heat of the battle. Mm-hmm. You see a guy with a fucking AK running around, and you fucking plug him, and then you see a bunch of kids off the side that are like wailing and crying because you just shot their fucking dad mm-hmm. or their brother or their uncle or something. You don't know what's going on. It, it wasn't when you shoot someone in war and they're wearing uniform. Say you're, we're fighting the Nazis in World War II. You shoot a fucking guy and he has a swastika on his arm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was the enemy. Yeah, I did what I needed to do. Cool. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like you, you you think you think about all the time. Then the withdrawal, especially after all that happened, it's like what the fuck do we even do there? You know. All right. What well, the I mean, fuck did we even do there? Yeah, that and that's the question. thing too is that like even in like World War Two, World War One, <clears throat> Korea, you know, you knew who the enemy was, and you killed him, and that's what you did. That's, that's just war. That's this still drains your psyche, though. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like you come home, it's like fuck, dude. Like you start thinking, like, oh, you know, the moral implica- implications of what you did. Like they're fighting for their government, just like I'm fighting for my government. And it's like, ah, you know, yeah. But it's even worse when you don't know. And you go to your grave not knowing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you think about it and it's just like, well, you know, I'm just a fucking bad person. I destroyed several people's lives probably. You know, definitely took one life away. Yeah. Now imagine being like uh, special operations or something where you spend so much time over there. Yeah. You go back to the same spot and you fucking shoot someone and do what you need to do. Come back home. Refit. Go back. Say, that ha- say you go back to that same area in 10 years. And you right. fucking go to that same that same area where you previously got in a firefight and you shoot someone else and you're like, was that their kid? Am I just you know radicalizing I, people? You am, know. am I am I radicalizing people right now mm-hmm. by shooting guys that are shooting at me? Like what? 
I don't know, it's just it's a weird little conundrum you put yourself in. And this war especially was really weird for the psyche, I think, oh, for yeah. a lot of for a lot of guys. And a lot of people too got like uh, sort of propagated into enlistment and into fighting on the under the premise, you know, seeing like the uh, Al Qaeda training compound videos and shit like that. And it's like a bunch of badass thirty year old dudes at the prime of their life preparing to fuck people up. The deck of cards, dude. Yeah, but it's not like that. No, it's like a malnourished sixteen year old. With a fucking shitty AK from 1981. Yeah. That hasn't been cleaned ever, probably. Mm-hmm. And... Every time they shoot, they have to fucking rack it again. Yeah. Because it's not cycling properly. Yeah. And it's like, no, we're not taking down badasses. I mean, don't get me wrong. They, there were when we were over there. But it was yeah. kind of a seasonal thing. There was a while when we got there. Because we got there in the wintertime. And, yep. and there was a while where they weren't badasses. No, dude. dude. It's just They're just farmers. Yeah. We drive by and they're like, fucking Americans. Fuck fucking yeah all right good job guys moving on it's like it was just it was just a fucking farmer that was like fuck these guys coming driving through my fucking village thinking they own this motherfucker dude i'm gonna shoot these fucking cocksuckers that are driving through my shit mm-hmm. you know they come through and they destroy our fields or drive their big fucking loud ass trucks through my fucking village I'm sick of it. This is the day that my 7.62 goes through that bulletproof glass. Yeah. <laughs> this is <laughs> an idiot. This is what I'm done. I'm done. I'm done fucking. I'm done dealing with it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. I'm doing it today. And then they do it. And then fucking here comes a goddamn mortar, mm. you know? Right. Or in a bunch of 50 cal. It's just like, I don't know. But yeah, the seat, the fighters, the real fighters, they came, they came in during the, like the spring summertime frame. Oh yeah, and you could tell a difference in the fire, in the severity of the firefights and the, accuracy, the frequency, yeah. the frequency, and the accuracy and everything else. You're like, holy shit, like, rounds are getting closer, mm-hmm. and more rounds are getting closer. Like this isn't just the farmer taking a power shot anymore. This is, you know, actually somewhat trained fighters coming in, doing what they need to do, and moving through the fucking mountains, like, like. Like goats. Oh, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. Take fucking five, six shots to the fucking chest and never find them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, where do they go? Get their legs blown off. Find their leg. Mm-hmm. But then the blood trail just kind of disappears. Yep. It's like, where the fuck did they go? Took them. How? Like, hey, we're not letting anything go to, the, go to the Americans. Yeah. But what's even worse is when you deal with higher leadership. Like, dude, we came back from fucking Doab and we had a general come through i'm not going to say his name mm-hmm. but he's a fucking puke mm-hmm. fucking puke ass at the time i think he was a three star general yeah or two star at the time i think he's a three star i i, uh, I don't know fuck i blocked it out of my mind cuz i was so fucking mad at him cuz he's such a piece of shit but uh we came back from doab and that was a fucking huge battle like it was ridiculous yeah and we came back to base. We're like, holy fucking shit. Like, I cannot believe that we all made it back in one piece. That's insane. And get back to base and we immediately have to go talk to like Jag and shit and do a bunch of sworn statements. Like we all had to write our own sworn statements mm-hmm. and explain what happened and how it went down and all that stuff. And we had to do interviews and blah, 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 a bunch of shit. Cause it was a fucking, we, I think Oh my gosh, what was it? It was like 200 fucking Taliban that we ended up killing over there. Is 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 insanity. But we came back and have a fucking general flying on a Black Hawk and round us up and talk to us. And what he leaves leaves us with was, you know, glad you basically glad you guys made it back. You're all 
you all made it back somehow. Somehow you guys didn't fucking die. And I, we still don't really understand how you didn't die and why you made it back. But just so you know, you are still under investigation. Mm-hmm. So don't get like too comfortable with, you know, your, uh, you know, being alive and being free as of right now, you know, cause you're still under investigation. We don't, we don't fully, basically we don't fully believe that you didn't kill civilians. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, good job. Stand but, by. but I'm going to find a war crime. Yep. Stand by because something had to have gone awry for this to, for this to have happened. Something had to have gone awry. A fucking reconnaissance platoon from the Iowa national guard goes in and wipes out, you know, almost two, 300 fucking Italian fighters in one firefight and one battle. Yeah. And they all came back. That's crazy. Right. Something had to have been wrong. So don't get too comfy. It's like, man, fuck you. <laughs> like we just got done fighting, fighting the battle of our lives. And we're like, holy shit. So like in awe that we're here and pro- trying to process that whole situation and then having to go to sleep, having to go to sleep at night, processing what just fucking happened as a 20 year old kid. And then also having a general saying like, don't get comfortable because you could be fucking heading to Leavenworth instead of heading home. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Like some of the leadership in the, in the military, it's like, dude, you guys need to go fucking pound sand. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy. I'm just, I'm glad I don't have to deal with anything like that. It's rough. We had, uh, coming back from Doab was the worst. Yeah. It was the, the worst is the most, probably the most stress I've been in. When it came to the deployment, like that stressed me the fuck out, dude, you know, going through and talking to all these officers and shit and trying to keep all the stories straight and trying to remember everything right. Because if you get something wrong and you say something wrong and you maybe, maybe my, maybe my memory is different than Rose memory or maybe it was different than Boer's memory or Shmi's memory. And maybe something was a little off or a little different. Maybe I saw something that was a little bit different than they did. Yeah. And then they come back like someone's fucking lying here mm-hmm. either. And you're all going down for it or whatever, you know? Yeah. Fuck it. And it's like, man, fuck, fuck this. This is fucking nuts. Yeah. For sure. Just trying to do our fucking job. You know, they, they put us in a shitty situation. They mm-hmm. sent us out there in a shitty situation. And then we did our job and we fucking came back and they're like, Oh, Hey, by the way, we, you did what we told you to do. You went out there and then you came back but since you all came back, you're under a fucking under scrutiny. Yeah. Fuck you guys, man. Yeah, fuck them. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But that's my little rant about that. Or you're going to say something. Oh, like, I was just saying I'm glad I never had to deal with any bullshit like that. For the most part, we kind of flew under the radar. Yeah. <laughs> Which but is like, good. I mean, every... We, didn't all, we also didn't have a DOAB. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a huge scale conflict like that. Just small shit. But I have to... Yeah. What time are we at? Oh, we're good. You got to get going? I don't have to get going, but I do need to... Urination station? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, that was good. Um, that's actually probably a pretty good place to end it on. For sure. Um, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, cut her, cut her down. See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Uh, appreciate you coming, Jordan. Yeah. Um, this is a good BS episode. Just yeah. sh- talking shit. Uh, we really... We don't hate gays. No. Just so you all know. No, I'm cool we, with them. They're, they're totally fine. Yeah. I don't care. I d- really don't care. Our biggest problem is with the people trying to divide us on that issue. Let people live their lives the, the way the way, the way they want to live them. And also, if you're a general or a higher-ranking officer in the military, don't be a fucking... Don't be a douche. Yeah. You know? but, you're yeah. in the same military. You're in the same... You're, we're all on the same team here, yeah. motherfuckers. So, 
that's what we'll end it on. All right. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for coming on, Jordan. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, bye.